What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. It's Friday, August 26, and this is Locked On Falcons, Episode 5. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, that just happened. (laughs) I guess we do have to kind of make light of it a little bit. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Falcons, your daily Monday through Friday Atlanta Falcons podcast. And repeat after me, everyone, it's just the preseason. Do you believe me? I'm not sure I believe me, but do you guys believe me? I I completely understand the notion that preseason doesn't count, especially when we're talking about scores and stats, little minutia like that. However, if 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 the preseason really didn't count, then we really wouldn't do it, right? So I'm trying here. I'm trying to keep everyone from walking off the ledge because that 17-6 to and the score wasn't nearly indicative last night of how much, how, how badly the Dolphins beat down the Falcons down in Orlando. It was a rough, rough game. And I told you guys all week, Monday and Tuesday, what the Falcons were focusing on. Dan Quinn told us, you know, Monday we're working on the red zone. We have to get much better than 50% in the red zone. Well, their only trip to the red zone last night, Matt Ryan threw an interception. And I'll give you guys more on that a little bit later in, in the podcast, exactly what he saw, what happened, and all those sort of things, and whether or not we really have to start worrying about Matt Ryan. I, I won't spoil anything, but I think you're going to be okay with my answer. Tuesday of last week, the Falcons were working on turnovers. Dan Quinn was adamant saying that this team couldn't be successful, or at least it would be really difficult to be successful unless they won the turnover battle. They were already minus one coming into last night's game. Well, now they're minus two. You had Matt Ryan's pick. You had Austin Hooper, rookie tight end, who who coughed up a ball after a, a nice catch and gain. So you have two areas of focus for the Falcons last week in practice, and nothing showed up on the field. Nothing worked for this team. And that's an area of concern for me because you're two days, three days removed from, from really spending a good portion of practice working on it. And if you can't execute on the field, then your team sounds, looks like it's not ready for the regular season yet. And isn't that what the preseason is all about? Installing the offense, installing the defense, brushing the rust off and making sure your team is ready for the regular season. After what I saw from last night down in Orlando, this team is not ready to play in the regular season. Now, luckily, they have another couple weeks in practice before they have to to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one. They have another preseason game, although there won't be any or many starters playing, but they have to fix some things. And I will go over at least three or four areas of this team that have to be addressed prior to taking the field on September 11th in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I sent this out on a in a tweet last night, and if you guys aren't following me on Twitter, please do so. I am at Knox Bardeen, K-N-O-X-B-A-R, 
D-E-E-N. I'm very interactive on Twitter, and I would love for you to use that as an avenue to help kind of define how this podcast goes. This is the fifth episode of Locked on Falcons. We're through our first week, and over the next week or two, I kind of want to refine this to the way you guys like it. So far, everyone seems to like the shortness, the, the brevity, if you'll allow me to use a big Lebowski term. You guys like that I'm, I'm landing it. 12, 13, 14, 15 minutes. Today might be a little longer, but I, I probably won't hit 20. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that likes to listen to a 15, 20-minute podcast on, on the way to somewhere or getting some yard work done outside when I actually have time to do yard work when it's, when it's football season. I love that kind of feedback, so keep that sort of stuff coming. What, what do you guys want to listen to? Obviously, after game days, we're going we're gonna to chop it up. Prior to game days, I'm going to give you what to watch for. That's kind of the, the few things I, I definitely have defined for this podcast. What are the other days? What do you guys want? You want a mailbag? Do you want lots of interviews? How how do you guys want me to give you? Because at the end of the day, yeah, I want to, I want to have tons of listeners retire and do nothing but create a Falcons podcast the rest of my life. Millions and millions of dollars would be, would make me happy as well. But at the end of the day, this is your podcast. So hit me up on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, you could also do at Knox Bardeen sports. That's another way to, to get in touch with me. Help me help you. There you go. There's there's another movie reference right there. Jerry Maguire. I'm just full of them this morning. But I sent out that tweet last night to kind of get to the story I started a minute and a half ago. And I said, as preseason game threes go in the history of Falcons preseason games, last night's was about as bad, historically, horrifically, diabolically bad as it could have gone. I mean, nothing went right and I'll get into some of the X's and O's in just a minute or two but the biggest biggest area of concern was all the injuries count them six different players left the game with injury and and what is the one thing you hear from every football coach in the country that plays four preseason games all we got to do is get through without an injury you want to make it through the preseason you want to make it through training camp injury free And I had been knocking on wood the entire time saying, so far this Falcons team has avoided most of them. Yeah, Julio Jones had a day or two where he missed, and so did Tevin Coleman, but they were very, very minor. Nothing nothing much happening on the injury front for the Falcons until Thursday night down in Orlando. I'll start at, at the bottom of the list. Brandon Wiles had a knee injury. He left the game. Devin Fuller had a shoulder injury. He left the game. Justin Hardy was out with an ankle injury. Those were... We're three that are that are worrisome, but not as worrisome as the next three I'm going to give you. Adrian Claiborne's going to have some some work done today once they get, they're already back, but once they get into the doctor and, and take a look at his shoulder, he has been absolutely killing it in preseason games. If he is out for any time, that's going to really hurt the Falcons. I expect to hear more on that at some point in time today. We have a conference call with head coach Dan Quinn at 2.30. Uh, if we get news there, I might come back on and, and give it to you guys, but keep listening here. You know, you can subscribe to this podcast on Audio Boom on iTunes, so, so keep that up and, and follow on Twitter. I, I don't know how I'm going to disseminate the, that information to you guys, but we'll see. Another one, Julio Jones left the game with an ankle injury. Now, he wanted to go back into the game. Coach Quinn told us that he fought to go back in. It was a coach's decision. He said no, and I completely agree with that coach's decision, but they expect him back at practice on Sunday when the team hits the practice field, so I'm not terribly worried about that. But the one I was worried the most about was Keanu Neal. He left the game rather early with a right knee injury, 
and we actually just got some news from the team about 20 minutes ago. Once again, this, this podcast typically comes out at noon, but, uh, but I had to shift it today because right as I was sitting down to record, the Falcons handed out some Keanu Neal um, information. So I had to, to get that out, kind of process it before I sat down with this podcast. But So, so the, the good news and the bad news. The bad news is his injury is real. He is going to have to have a small form of knee surgery. It's going to happen Monday. It's just a minor scope. The team says it's a minor procedure. I'm using air quotes here. But that knee injury is going to um, force him to miss three to four weeks, according to the Falcons. And that means if it all goes perfectly, let's say it's the, the short end of three weeks, he could be back for week two when they go out to Oakland. He might miss that game, and the first game is, is week three when they go to New Orleans. So Keanu Neal, minor knee injury on that right knee. It's not as bad as it could have been, but he's going to miss three to four weeks, and he's going to have that scope done on Monday. That The team expects a full recovery. So that's your, your injury news from Thursday night and a little bit of, of Friday news from the Falcons. And when you go down to any preseason game or, or at home for whatever, wherever it is, and six of your players leave the game injured, four of them starters, that was a bad night. And I'm not talking bad night like the team didn't win or – Nothing went right. I'm talking as a bad night. You had six different injuries. That is massively, massively bad news. All right, let's get on to the field, the X's and O's of last night's game. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to bring dark clouds to you. There was a, there were a number of issues that I'm going to sit here and talk to you guys about. The first of which, let, let's start with the most important. I'm not, I'm not going to start with Matt Ryan, believe it or not. A lot of people on social media last night, I, I was on the radio last night from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. as I will be after every Thursday night football game, after every Sunday night football game, I'll come on and talk about mostly the Falcons, but the NFL uh, in general. So if you're in town or want to listen to that, it's at 92.9 The Game. That's, that's my day job. But I was on the air last night from 3 to 6, and I can't tell you how many people, the sky is falling with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is just over the hill. It's time to bring in Matt Schaub, and I just, I just think those are, are ludicrous ideas. I could probably fill an entire 14, 15-minute podcast. In fact, I, I filled 45 minutes last night trying to explain to people why Matt Ryan wasn't losing his job. Maybe maybe I'll put that out for you guys here over the weekend as if I don't take too much of a break. We got some practice scheduled. We had practice on Sunday, so that might not happen. But my biggest issue with last night's game when it came to on-the-field performance was the defense. Once again, here we have a quarterback who's not an elite quarterback, a quarterback who's not even on that fringe of being elite in, in Tannehill, who moved the football against the Falcons with great ease. I, I know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I told you guys it was either Monday or Tuesday how, how worried I was that RG3 looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback in, in preseason game two against this Falcons defense. The secondary didn't offer much resistance. And it was kind of scary. And when RG3 looks as good as RG3 did, there's something wrong with the Falcons' defense. And last night, Tannehill didn't quite look RG3 good. But, I mean, my, my gosh, guys, I'm sitting here talking about Ryan Tannehill and RG3 looking great. The Falcons can't have that happen to them. And last night, it wasn't as much the defensive backfield, although there were, there were some issues there. The middle of this defense, and throw your hands up in the air if you want to, 
the middle of this defense, which has been a problem for the past two seasons and was they thought was addressed with these two draft picks in the second and the fourth round, Deion Jones and Devondre Campbell, even Keanu Neal do it to an extent in the first round because he's supposed to play in the box most of the time. The Falcons addressed that massively and still Miami, seven yards here, eight yards there. Six yards here, 12 yards there. Where do they go? The middle of the defense. Attack the middle, and that's where Miami Dolphins gain yardage. And it's, it's just starting to look like... Now, you want, you want the glass half full analysis here? These, these rookies are, are going to step in, they're going to start, and they're going to kind of learn on the job, and they're going to slowly fix things by, by week three, by f- week four. Everything should be peachy keen. That's, that's my glass half full idea. My, my glass half empty is, man, this middle of the defense is still going to stink this year. We'll have to wait and see. I hope it's the earlier idea, the glass half full. But that defense was bad last night. And, and let me give you a second option for the defense. Did anybody get within, oh, let's say 27 feet of touching a Miami Dolphins quarterback last night? The pass rush was abysmal. And when there is zero pressure on a quarterback, he can sit back and just do whatever he wants, even if he is Ryan Tannehill. And I don't mean to really beat up on Tannehill. He's got some upside. He could grow as a quarterback. And he had a pretty good game last week, too. But when I look at Ryan Tannehill, I I don't think he should do the things he did against this Falcons defense. But there was zero pass rush. And I know Dwight Freeney didn't play. And Vic Beasley was just a non-factor a complete non-factor. Whatever he tried, he couldn't get anywhere close to Ryan Tannehill or, or whatever quarterback he was trying to go after. He's getting gobbled up in contact with these tackles, and he's too small of a pass rusher to have that happen. He has to evade. He has to escape getting manhandled by these bigger tackles. And if he gets, if he sits there and tries to engage with them, he's going to lose all the time. He had a number of times where he hit the tackle and tried to spin. And it was just kind of spinning in place like he was dancing, like like it, like the tackle was twirling them around, like it was supposed to happen that way. It's not. You're not supposed to let those big guys get their their grips on you. They're they're big mitts, but but they did all night long. Nobody got near the quarterback, and this is from an offensive line that had two tackles going that that had played a position, but. The center and the two guards were players who had never played those positions in the NFL. Never. There should have been some pressure up the middle. It did not happen. Now, I'll I'll give a a gold star to Rasheed Hageman, who I thought had a good day. He had some good push, so it was good to see his name get get mentioned a couple times and thrown out there because he's been kind of forgotten as as the preseason has, has gone on. But other than that, there was zero pass rush. This team did not look like a team that had fixed its pass rush woes, and we'll have to wait and see once Dwight Freeney gets back on the field if that is... Fixed is the wrong word because it is not fixed any better than last year. And it would be, it's hard to get worse. They only had 19 sacks. They finished last in the league. But I was very disappointed in the pass rush in last night's game against the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk about this offense. The offense sputtered mightily last night down in Miami. Didn't get to 300 total yards of offense. Matt Ryan, 12 for 22 with, with that interception in the red zone. And a lot of people are really trying to laser focus in on that interception. I I want to talk a little bit about what he said after the game, how he explained what happened. And this was, this is a transcript that I, that I got from the Miami Dolphins. Someone from the Miami Dolphins was interviewing him either one-on-one or in a media scrum. I'm not quite sure, but what the way this is handled on away games, the other team sends out all these documents to us after the game. So 
let me tell you what, what this transcription said. I'm, I'm sorry I don't have the audio here, but we didn't get it in that form. What went wrong on the interception was the question posed to Matt Ryan. He said, quote, we had a double move going with Jacob Tammy, cutting back to the inside, and he got knocked off by the Sam linebacker. I expected him to get across the safety's face, and it didn't happen with the bump. We just have to move on with the progression and try to loop backside. We need to be more aggressive and play and make a play. It's a good thing to learn from. Hopefully, we'll be better off when we get to the regular season. Now, and, and I'll explain kind of the terminology there in, in just a second. Follow-up. Did you want to go elsewhere because of that? No, I didn't see him get knocked off. That's important. It's one of those things where we'll look at the film tomorrow and find out exactly what we need to do to be better moving forward. And here's the second follow-up. So you didn't see the safety. I saw the safety, but I was expecting him to come across his face, but then he got bumped. So basically, let me tell you what's going on. When he said that, the, that Tammy got knocked off his route, basically what happened is he, when he threw that ball, and let's face it, guys, when quarterbacks throw footballs, they're not always locked onto a target knowing where he's going to go. He's throwing the football to where he expects Jacob Tammy to be. He threw that ball expecting Jacob Tammy to be three yards further in that route than he was. The safety or the Sam linebacker knocked him off the route. So that's why they missed. Whenever that safety bumped him, it threw off the, the level, the, the route there. Now he said, also, we just have to move on with the progression. That means Tammy was the first choice. Matt Ryan didn't see Tammy get knocked off that route. If he had, he would have gone to a second progression, maybe flipped it to the other side of the field, maybe hit his, his check down receiver, or, or maybe just stepped forward and took a couple of yards or two himself. He didn't see that bump, and therefore he couldn't go to a second progression, or he didn't go to a second progression. That's the huge problem I have with, with the explanation to that play. He said he saw the safety, but he didn't see the, the Sam linebacker um, bump him. So that's something that has to get cleared up. That's definitely one of those, and this is where I told you earlier on in the podcast, I'm going to tell you about this interception. I'm going to tell you why I'm not terribly upset about it. It wasn't a poor throw. It was exactly where it was supposed to be. It was just the, the defense has all your motives here. The defense has a plan, too. They're trying to stop this, and that's exactly what happened. It might also be a situation where now that it did happen, and I know he threw interceptions in, in the red zone last year in, in the opposing end zone, but this is another one for him to see, okay, in these situations, I have, to, I have to make sure I see that guy get bumped off his route, or I have to get to that second progression quicker. Remember, Matt Ryan is still picking up this West Coast offense, and this is going to be and it's going to be an ongoing battle here. But I'm not terribly worried that Matt Ryan threw interception. Yeah, he needs to fix those in the red zone. That can't happen in the regular season. But I'm far, far more worried about the state of this defense right now than I am of the offense. Because let's face it, I think the offense is going to be a top ten offense. They're going to gain. Matt Ryan's going to throw for 4,500 plus yards. I think your running backs are going to rush for 13, 1,400 yards combined, maybe 1,500. I think they'll combine to catch 100 balls. I think this offense is going to be fine. The last two weeks, the defense has done nothing to make me think that they're in a good spot. And I hope it's just because they're young and they're learning. We're going to have to wait and see. All right, that's it. That's our, our last podcast for the week. We've got five in the books. I appreciate the heck out of you guys listening. I will be back Monday at around noon with, with the episode six. We'll, we'll talk about what's happened in practice on Sunday. And once again, head over to Audio Boom, head over to iTunes, 
Download this podcast. Subscribe for me, please. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Knox Let's talk about what you guys want. This is an interactive daily podcast for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm enjoying the heck out of doing it for you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying listening to it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.